why do you share your location? I feel like the only time I've done it would be dropping a pin, and that would be maybe like on the beach or somewhere. It's an easy way to be like, hey, like even if I can't get a hold of you, I can check that you made it home safely. I know you passed out. My dad wanted me to have it on at all times so he could always know where I was. A lot of people have shared it with me when they're like going on first dates. I don't really want all of those location services turned on. I was really into Google Latitude. I use Google Latitude to like do my timesheets on my old job. Welcome to Why'd You Push That Button, a show where Ashley Carmen, hello, and Caitlin Tiffany. That's me. Talk about the just tiny decisions that technology forces us to make. Today we are talking about location sharing. Yeah, the question of the day is why do you location share? And there are a bunch of different ways. But first, we should probably explain to you what we mean by location sharing. So you might know there are multiple ways to share pretty much your precise location with people you know or strangers, depending on what platform you're using. So on the iPhone, for example, you can share your location with your friends. It's called Find My Friends. So it could be your friends. In some cases, it's probably your mom, but with someone, you know. And then there's also something called Snap Maps, which is a new feature that Snapchat recently launched that is basically a little map with Bitmoji cartoons on it of yourself and others. And you can see, if you choose to share it, where other people are that you're friends with on Snapchat. So right now, I can see where Casey Newton, the Silicon Valley editor of The Verge is. I see you, Casey. I see you on that San Francisco block. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> I've gotten a taste of location sharing before. Ooh, a taste. Yes, a just taste. a little bit. Um, <laughs> this is where I am, again, going to admit something terrible. And my boyfriend is going to be like, oh, my gosh, I'm dating a crazy person. Chris is probably the number one fan of this podcast. And <laughs> I feel like there's very little we could do to change that. Anyway, Chris has his snap maps on. I have no idea if he knows it's on or not. I'm going to assume he does. And because I sometimes check Snap Maps, I notice that he has it on. So I'll go in Snap Maps and I'll see that Chris is at work, just where I expected him to be at this time <laughs> of day. It's not that I expect him to be doing anything bad or wrong or anything. Even if I saw him not at work, I'd be like, oh, he's probably on an errand for work. I would never think anything else. It's just that it's kind of nice to just be like, oh, Chris is at work. Yeah. It's cool. But... But with that said, if Chris said to me, hey, I would like you to share your location with me, either through Find My Friends or through Snap Maps, I would be like, Chris, I'm sorry, but hell no. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, so you're thinking about it from like a interpersonal, like one to one kind of like intimate standpoint. Yeah. I'm thinking about it as a discussion that two people have in a relationship or I guess it could be friends too. Uh, but a discussion that happens where you're like, hey, I think this could really benefit our relationship. You should turn on location sharing with me. Ashley, Here is why. Um, I think it would really benefit <laughs> our relationship. You would turn on location sharing. I would share um, with you, Caitlin. Really? Not your Netflix password, though. <laughs> no. No, not the HBO Go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Great. Good to know. Anyway, <laughs> I... I'm not in an intimate relationship and haven't been for over a year because I keep all of my clothes in an old steam trunk and smell a little bit like death. (laughs) 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 um, So I was thinking about location sharing when we decided to do this episode in terms more of like 
Um, I love looking at geotags on Instagram, which helps me see what my like what my friends are doing and where they are, but also just like what strangers are doing in places that I've been to before. It's very like voyeuristic for me. For example, I just got back from a trip home for Thanksgiving. I went in the geotag for my hometown, which is a very small hamlet in upstate New York. So essentially every post in it was by somebody that I knew. So I could click in it and see who was home for Thanksgiving. Um, and see what they were doing. I also saw that somebody had shot and killed a coyote and posted its dead body on Instagram, which was unpleasant. But, you know, it was just one in about 100 of, like, otherwise delightful photos of friends, family, elaborate meals. Um, It was lovely. And influencers tag places, too, because I know I've maybe wanted to infiltrate a specific influencer group and become friends with them, and Mm -hmm. I've maybe seen where they've gone and been like, oh, if I hung out there enough, I would see the influencers I really like. Yeah, no, I love— It's a tastemaker thing, too. Yeah, exactly. I love tagging where I am um, just because I'm, like, an—like, I just, like, filling out all of the lines on any form. Mm -hmm. So when I'm posting an Instagram post, I'm like, yes, of course. Of course I will tell you where I am. (laughs) So you don't worry—you share your location like that. And you don't worry yeah. about, I don't know, creepos being like, Kate, I see that Caitlin is at Niagara in the East Village. BRB, gotta go. I don't really have any delusions that anyone cares where I am. If people, if you're someone who people would care where you are, I for sure be careful. Fair enough. But I actually talked to someone who does want to location share with people she knows and not strangers. Michelle Sukanik. I don't think I would share my location with someone that would cause a drama. That's just like, who need who needs that? She actually location shares with her boyfriend and multiple friends. I'm the kind of person who always runs super, super late. So instead of someone texting me like, hey, like what time are you going to be here? It's easier with close friends to just share my thing and them know, oh, she's, you know, actually 15 minutes away. I thought this was a really interesting choice that she made because I couldn't understand why she location shared with her boyfriend because they live together. I always thought if you live together, you wouldn't want a location share, but apparently I'm very wrong. I'm that person where if I'm in the zone at work or whatever I'm doing or like at dinner with friends, like I don't have my phone out. And he's that person that's like, when are you going to be home? Like, what are you up to? And it's just like super, super annoying when I'm just really unresponsive. So for him, it was a way to make sure that I wasn't dead. Not to be way more morbid than is necessary, but I don't feel like that's effectively the same because if you want to know if someone's like alive, location sharing is not going to help you where a text message might. If I text somebody that I'm in a serious relationship with and say, are you coming home soon? Because they're three hours late and they don't respond for another three hours. I'm like, they've died. Well, okay. I think then you would maybe panic. (laughs) There was one time um, where my boyfriend's location said he was in this park for three hours and all these things went through my brain like, what is he doing in the park for three hours? But it was just a glitch. So this girl, Michelle, also uses location sharing with her besties. And this is something that I had not heard of before. My best friend lives five blocks from me. So for us, it's really, really easy to do that because I can see that she's at home and be like, oh, you want to hang out? She knows me that I'm like that person who says, I left the apartment. Meanwhile, I'm like touching my cat and like brushing my teeth. You know, like I'm not, I haven't left yet. So for her, it's a way to like keep me in check and just make sure that I actually left the apartment. I like that because then you eliminate the risk of, of subtle rejection where you're like, hey, you want to hang out? And they're like, I'm in Pennsylvania, whatever, which is obviously not the same thing as rejection, but you saved yourself. I think we've talked about flaking on plans before on this podcast, Mm -hmm. and I'm not a huge flaker, but that's too much pressure. Where if someone's like, I see your home 
let's hang out. I'd be like, oh God, there's literally no way out of this. But it's my best friends. You know, like with your close friends, you're honest. You can be like, I love you, but I am not hanging out with anyone right now. Did Michelle say anything else? Oh, she also mentioned that she used location sharing to show up on her friend's first date once. I was her backup plan in case the date was a disaster, and I just showed up on her date and sat in the back corner like, hee hee hee. Because you saw where she was. Yeah, yeah. So maybe friends don't necessarily always need this. Up to you. Live your life. But someone who does need it, probably parents. Moms. We love moms here. Moms or dads. So I tweeted a little while ago when we were producing this episode. I tweeted, hey, are you a teen or a parent? Do you use location sharing to monitor your kids? And this person, Alec, responded to me and was like, oh my god, this was a huge source of drama between me and my mom. We still argue about it to this day because she loves to location share. She loves to keep an eye on me. So we're going to call up another Michelle and her son, Alec. We're going to have a little four-way conversation here about Find My Friends and how kids feel when their moms want to use this feature with them. We're going to dredge up all of his childhood issues with his mom tracking him via his phone. It's great. We're both wearing our turtlenecks. We're ready to psychoanalyze. I am not wearing a turtleneck. This is a crew neck. (laughs) So, Michelle, what do you think about location sharing, and how did you find out about it, and how did you get your kids to start using it? Well, I've used it for many years. I think I saw it actually on Facebook. I've used it with all of my kids when they were at home, and even though two of them are in college right now, I still use it with them, and then with my youngest son who's just turned 13. And the way that I use it is I have it notify me For example, when my daughter lived at home before she went to college, I'd have her notify me when she'd arrive at home because I'd tell her, text me when you get home because I'd be sleeping and then she inevitably would forget about it. So before using Find Friends, I would get up in the middle of the night and go see if she was home or not. And now I can just look at my phone in the middle of the night if I think about her and say, yep, she's home or I can look and see where she's at and find out why she's not home if it's past curfew. Have you experienced any protests on your kids' side? My two daughters have been fine with it. And my youngest son, 13, he he could care less, I guess. But then my son, Alec, who's 25 now, he totally protested using it with me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so Alec, you disliked that your mother knew where you were at all times. No lying. I think the best way to articulate it is I didn't like the idea of that constant knowledge, of course, but uh, I think it's maybe kind of part of growing up that you learn how to behave and not need your parents to know where you are and what you're doing at all times and sort of learn some of that responsibility. Not that I was, you know, constantly up to no good or anything like that. It's just, it it was an unsettling feeling I didn't like. And Michelle, so here's the thing. Your mom is paying for your phone when you're younger, right? So... Mm -hmm. Don't you feel like you have to operate by her rules? We we definitely talked about this the other day when sort of discussing it uh, between the two of us is there's certainly that sort of a power dynamic to it. And I didn't want it to be a, a disrespectful thing to her. But like I said, we've talked about this a lot over the years and she understands and respects my position on it. Michelle, do you understand and respect Alex's position on this? <laughs> you know, and of course, I don't like Feel look every five no. minutes. I don't, yeah, I, do, I don't look every five minutes, by the way. In fact, I hardly ever look to see like where my kids are. I think Alex thinks that I do a lot more than I do. Um, but I also want to mention that I, I use it for, 
you know, like um, if somebody loses their phone, I know that there's, you know, find my iPhone and things like that. But gosh, the find friends is so fast to say, yep, here's your iPhone. You know, it's on its way down the highway, you know, and now it's stopped at this location. So we actually, you know, have used it on at least two occasions to actually three occasions to actually find a phone. Um, All three of them were stolen phones, you know, from my kids. And we were able to, yeah. So we were on three different occasions. We were able to, you know, um, find the phones that way. And I know that you can do it another way. Find friends is just so simple. And, you know, you can take a screenshot and say, here's where it's at. And I don't know how to do it the other way, but but I really like it for that reason also. So Alec has kind of opted out of this. Right. Um, he, he, you know what he did? He went and bought a um, Android phone so that I couldn't do it. With him. <laughs> wow. He got you. True story. <laughs> <laughs> with Alec, you know, if you don't want your mom tracking you all the time, now she's just going to have to be texting and calling you all the time. So which right. one do you which prefer? Which is definitely what happened, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this way, it's, it's just behind the scenes, and they don't even know that I'm watching or worrying where they're at. <laughs> <laughs> you get to play You're like right. the cool mom. Yeah. It's, it's undercover. Michelle is amazing. She loves Find My Friends. She loves it. Do you mean Find Friends? <laughs> yes, Find Friends. <laughs> And then finally, we have a nice little outlier. Um, After hearing those sweet, inspiring stories of familial bliss or at least common understanding, we talked to our friend Brian Feldman. Andrew, can you make me funnier and more engaging in post? (laughs) Who is an associate editor at Select All, the tech blog and New York Magazine. And he was talking about how he used Snap Maps when it first came out. It's a heat map. So if people are posting a lot of like public stories in a certain geographic location, you can just tap on it and it'll just play everything that was posted in that certain location. And he was public, he was like sharing his location, but for the most part, he was just using it to lurk. Sort of like low-level voyeurism. Which is fine, we've all been lurkers in our day. Mm, Yes, totally, 100%. I have owned up to so much creepy behavior on this podcast that I really, I think Brian will be fine. (laughs) But (laughs) Brian is here to be a helpful reminder of the fact that when you location share, you're sharing to someone every time, even if it's someone you might not know. Do you remember like the Rick and Morty Szechuan sauce? So the weekend that that happened, McDonald's was in short supply. So it really just turned into a bunch of like angry people yelling at McDonald's workers. And you could go on Snapchat and search Rick and Morty or search Szechuan sauce and come up with a bunch of videos taken in parking lots outside McDonald's where people were either celebrating getting the sauce or just really angry. Keep that in mind the next time you riot at a McDonald's. <laughs> and yeah, Brian basically was just saying you can use other people's inclination to location share as a news gathering tool, which is probably not relevant to most of our listeners, but also to exacerbate your own FOMO. If there is an event like a concert or a breaking news event, you can tap on that and you can probably find a bunch of videos from it. So if I open the snap map and I see like, oh, Caitlin's right next to all of these snaps at the Lord concert, I might be a little jealous. Or I might say like, wow, Caitlin's got a really interesting life. Truth. Okay, so we've heard from quite a few different use cases. And now we are going to take this conversation to 
The Verge's cybersecurity expert and senior reporter, Russell Brandom, he is going to talk to us all about location sharing and really help us break it down philosophically. You may recognize Russell from The Verge's Mr. Robot Digital After Show. Yeah. Airing weekly at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Yeah. Russell. Okay. We'll be right back after this break. So we're back. Russell Brandom is here, senior reporter at The Verge. What's up, Russell? Oh, not much. Just hanging out. You do a lot of cybersecurity writing. So we figured you're the perfect person to talk to because you're going to make us scared. Oh, yeah. I mean, hopefully not too scared. Just like a low level, like, it's thriller. It's a thriller movie. It's not a horror movie. Uh, The title of this episode is Why Do You Location Share? Yeah. So I'm wondering if you can just... Give us some theories of why you think people location share. I guess I would just start from the premise that you believe you're making these choices of your own free will. (laughs) But in fact, you're operating in a system that's been created by corporations to extract information out of you that can be used to target advertising. Okay. I'm going zero dystopia. But... That's like basically what's happening from my perspective. And and I mean, so they're saying, look, if we know that Russell is in a Chipotle all the time, we can target burrito related ads to him. And this will be more relevant to the burrito advertisers of the world than like just some random guy who maybe doesn't like burritos and doesn't go to burrito restaurants. So how can we convince Russell to give us this information, we will make an app which will allow him to say, hey, I'm in Chipotle and maybe Chipotle gives special deals for being the mayor of the financial district Chipotle. And then you have Foursquare. And this was like, I mean, it was a good idea for a while. It's sort of fallen on hard times, but that's basically the thing. And I think that's why Snapchat's interested in this too. I think if location is generally a very valuable kind of information to target ads with. Yeah, so you're kind of hitting on this idea where we've talked to a bunch of users, and they have Mm. their reasons, like we have the mom and her son. The mom wants it because she feels security knowing her son is home or whatever. We have someone who shares the boyfriend because they're like, it just saves us time, we don't have to text each other, I know he's at work, I don't have to bother him type of thing. Yeah, totally. So from the user side, we kind of understand those use cases, but you're hitting on the idea of why these apps keep getting developed. Because we keep seeing, like you mentioned, Snapchat. Like, Snap Maps is new. Yeah. And there's been plenty of ways to location share in the past. Like, Find My Friends has existed for many years. Yeah. But you still see companies introducing these location sharing features. And you're kind of hitting on the idea of why this would be a lucrative field for them to get into. Yeah. I mean, this is like it's an information economy, right? And this is a valuable kind of information. So, I mean, the one interesting thing that people often don't realize is when you share your location in one of these ways, your phone is checking where you are through sort of all of these signals in the background. GPS they can use, but it takes a lot of power. So a lot of times it's like, what Wi-Fi outlets are nearby? Or like, is there a Bluetooth beacon that we recognize? Well, the phone has that. So the operating system of the phone has that, which is probably either Apple or Google. Well, if it's Google, Google has a pretty good like advertising business going. They use that to target ads. I mean, this is a and, and you know you can see where what the check in is sort of on if you look at your Google account settings. But it's often pretty comprehensive, and particularly for Android users, if you're like checking Google Maps and it just gets a location pin, that counts as you having been in Chipotle. 
Is this related to why people think that their phone is listening to them talk? So this is the thing. I mean, I think the real reason people think their phone is listening to them talk is just these companies have a ton of information about you because you, you know, how did you do a Google search for that while you were logged in? Probably at some point you did. Did you do a Facebook search for that while you were logged in? Like it's every other piece of information that you consume is probably leaving a record of some kind. And the more of that information they can hoover up, the more money they make from targeted ads. So, like, they're pretty good at it. It's literally everything else other than listening to you talk. I have a theory. Yeah. Okay. Because I know th- I know that I'm not being listened to when I talk. But I feel like what you're talking about, the GPS, like, the, yeah. the location thing must be, like, way like more important than people even discuss because, like, um, I all the time, I don't know, maybe Ashley can relate to this, constantly after I've been to a Dwayne Reed or a Walgreens, I get a lot of more, like, pregnancy test ads and oh, stuff yeah. in my Instagram. Or, like, Lizzie and I once, like, went in, to a grocery store and bought beer, and then I got home and there was, like, an ad for some, like, really obscure beer that we saw there and she said out loud and I was like it's listening to us and then later I was like maybe it just knows that I go to a grocery store that sells a lot of different kinds of beer. Well and did you pay with a credit card? Well we didn't buy the one that she said. Oh okay but I'm saying like you know it's there all these things leave signals and I think you know the Walgreens thing specifically like that is a kind of ad buy that you can do is say I would like to get this ad in front of people who were who I know have been at a, uh, you know, pharmacy in the last 24 hours or the last six hours, if you can pin down that that happened, then serve them this ad and I'll pay you this extra money. That's that's a very common and possible thing. I would also say, I mean, we don't think that Facebook is listening to you. Just to be the paranoid guy, like we don't absolutely know it's not happening. You absolutely we really don't know think... I will be that paranoid person on this podcast. <laughs> no, I mean, oh my God. I am, I'm sorry. I know that I it's not cool to think that Facebook listens to you and that it's like you're the psycho. Well, there's an episode but of Reply All really, you can listen to yeah. about this. I don't know. I've had some very strange situations occur where I'm like, this is impossible. This is impossible that this ad would be served to me. Anyway. Impossible. <laughs> I feel like it would have come out by now, so I'm very dubious. But also, you know, I, as a journalist, like, in fact, I do not for a fact know this isn't happening. So I never want to be too eager to dismiss something. Okay. Well, so Russell, I yeah. assume you live a pretty secure life. You're very privacy uh, conscious? Um, I don't know about that. I probably need to change my router password. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, you told us a story about sort of location sharing that you did. I realized, actually, I have been location sharing in a way that I wasn't thinking about because I use this app Strava that like tracks it's for like runners and bikers and it gives you a little thing on the map and if there are certain sections and you can like have the best time of that section or like track how well you did going over the bridge and stuff but the whole point is that there's a little line on the map of where you biked and like it always starts at my house because I'm leaving the house and going the thing and I'm not going to like turn it on while I'm biking. And it's sort of one of these like semi-private things where like I want people to be able to find me because I want to have more friends on Strava, but also I don't want just anyone to be able to find me. But it's sort of unclear to me how far this travels. But anyone who could find it would like know basically where I live, Uh, especially anyone who is listening to this podcast. Yeah, especially. Um, (laughs) 
Well, and anybody who went to Google Vox Media HQ would know oh, yeah. where you are right now. Yeah, so it's weird. Like, a lot of the things that you end up doing reveal your location in ways that you don't think about. And then revealing your location kind of tells people a lot about you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Oh my gosh, I have so many questions. Well, one is, in that case, you're concerned about privacy from strangers. Like yeah, okay. I mean, I'm specifically, like, I'll write something mean about Android, and, like, a crazed Android fan will kill me. That's, like, what I'm, that's... What? Are you, yeah. that's a real concern of yours? Have you been on, like, the Android forums for The Verge? Like, that's, it's <laughs> yeah, pretty they serious. get real mad. Real mad. <laughs> wow. Caitlin's not doing the tech blog. I'm... I'm... <laughs> Happy to be sequestered over in the culture or section. Or like a crazy DC fan. There are a lot of like fandoms that that you worry about. The only time I've touched on that was when I tweeted something, a oh, dumb joke about Sean Mendez. And then I <laughs> oh, got yeah. the teens. Oh, it was brutal. Crazy. I had like 900 death threats in like two days. Anyway, yeah. back to what we were well, But so yeah, like someone questions. could someone could like look up my Strava and then like, you know, lurk with a machete. Here's my other question. The <laughs> The yellow Moving pages on from the or white pages, whatever. I don't even yeah. know which one it was Yeah, now. addresses are out there. Yeah. Right. So it's like, are we just overhyping location sharing? Like, technically... Well, I mean, it's good to have fewer things. You can request a lot of the national online services to remove you from, the, like, like delist me. If you're me. willing to pay. Well, no, no. I mean, they have to. They're legally required. Like, a lot of times they ask you to pay and then someone sues them. But, like, they have to delist you if you ask. And, like, there are fairly good lists of all of them and so if you're willing to like spend an afternoon just writing into these but this does happen so that i mean we want to make the problem easier to solve not harder and so having like my strava account makes the problem harder for me to solve the question is do i get enough in return like is it valuable to me as a person uh and you know that's a different answer for everyone is it valuable enough to you as a person? Well, I stopped using Strava, so I kind of got the worst of both <laughs> worlds. Like, I don't even, I don't log my rides, but I logged enough of them that the paper trail is out there, so. And they're profiting off your data. Oh, yeah. Well, eventually I'll, I mean, they'll, they can they can serve me bike ads, too. I'm sure I'm getting, like, fancy bike seats. Eventually I'll move. Data eventually degrades, right? It becomes less valuable. So, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the stuff, it's it's kind of, it's, like, very diffuse harms and very tangible benefits in that, like, now Google Maps is going to tell me where to go. And so I'll be on time for my appointment. And I don't have, like, a clever answer for that. I'm not trying to, like, be like, wake up, sheeple. Stop sharing your location. <laughs> like, it is, in fact, a nice thing. Like, I wanted to meet someone in the park. Where are you in the park? And, like, you That's drop a, a pin. It's like, one that we yeah. yeah, no, it's, well, and it's great that we have parks. We don't need to, like, have addresses for everything. It's cool. Like, do it. But, like, <laughs> try to not have the weird... Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, like, different in every case. Yeah, This is. is an episode of this show, I think, that we're... A first time for us, we learned by the end that the, what we considered a choice was actually not much of a choice at all. Well, active sharing is a choice. Yeah. And, like, Russell made the choice to stop using Strava. Sometimes the button pushes you. Mm-hmm. Well, that Russell, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, so no, my always pleasure. Are a wealth of wisdom. Okay, so for the most part, we were really enjoying ourselves hearing pleasant stories about people amicably deciding to location share, or in the case of Alec and Michelle, 
not so amicably, but they've moved past it. They still have an um, endearing relationship. Yeah, so I, I guess we kind of have to thank Russell for for bringing it back to the darker side. Our favorite side to always be on, but we didn't. You yeah. know, it's our last episode for the season. Mm-hmm. Well, other than the holiday spectacular. Oh. But oh boy, our last you know classic episode of the season. We don't want to be too dark. The holidays are coming up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, Russell kind of reminded us that while usually we are talking about decisions technology is forcing you to make, location sharing in some respects is a decision that technology is taking away from you, yeah. <laughs> or at least in terms of big companies taking that decision away right. from you. The people in your life are not taking it. You can still you. say no if your mom asks you to location share. She just might not pay for your phone bill anymore. Sure. Um, but when Google says you have to location share to use Google Maps or Uber every single time you want to use an Uber is like you should really turn on location sharing so we can see where you are to call your Uber. What are you going to do? It's pretty yeah. tough. One of my favorite characters on the Bravo program, Vanderpump Rules, Kristen Doty, uses Uber receipts and find my iPhone to track her boyfriends to make sure they're not cheating on her. Wow. Yeah, that's <laughs> one gap we did not discuss is how location sharing can be used to spy on potentially cheating partners. Well, it's the holidays, and we covered that in the Venmo episode, so we didn't really feel the need to go there yeah, again. We, Not everything's we'll about adultery. We'll put it adultery. out there that that is a thing you could do, and lots of people do do, for sure. Merry Christmas! Yeah, on that jolly note, <laughs> this is our last episode, other than the Holiday Spectacular, which is next week, so we'll be out next week. But after that, the season is done. We will be back in the spring. Caitlin and I and Andrew, our audio engineer, are still here. You could still reach us on Twitter. I'm at Ashley R. Carmen. I'm at K-A-I-T underscore Tiffany. And if you want to tweet at Andrew, who you heard a long time ago on the password sharing episode, his Twitter handle is at A-N-D-R-U Marino. But anyway, yeah, so we'll see you next week for the Holiday Spectacular. Don't forget to order your uh, Why'd You Push That Button mouse pad yes, now available great, in the Verge store. A great late holiday gift for anyone who doesn't know what this podcast is and you are like, everything else is sold out. I got you this mouse pad. It's a really good stocking stuffer if the person that you're stuffing a stocking for is someone that you hate. <laughs> <laughs> we love our merch. Goodbye. I don't like people knowing where I am. I don't know. It just doesn't, it feels weird to me. Ashley's paranoid about everything. She Mm -hmm. thinks people are going to steal her gym clothes. Oh my gosh. Wait, have you been to the gym with me? (laughs) (laughs) No, I've heard this through through third parties. Shut up. That is not true. I do not believe this.